Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Okay, you've got a beautiful Valentine's Day display going on on your mantle downstairs. Thank you. I, it's very lovely. But it, the only person who's seen it outside of your immediate home is is uh, is me, correct? Well, so far it's just been you and my husband and me. Okay, okay. So I I have a solution to all your problems. All oh, wait, this is a your problem. problem. <laughs> At, yes, this is this is just uh, what's the word for it? Uh, it's just indicative of a larger problem. Here's the problem. Uh, you don't you don't care for your job, so I have found you a better job. Oh, all right, really? hear me out. Hear me out. I think this is brilliant. You're gonna open up your own little store. All right, it's gonna be like cool things that Kate likes, like candles. You're gonna have like like a um, a puzzle in the corner. You could sell that that puzzle of the murderer, horrible guy from the World's Fair. You could sell puzzles. You could sell like, you can sell Michigan stuff. You could sell Chicago stuff. You, it, and it's going to be like, kind of like a knickknack store. And that's why you're going to call it Catnacks. Got it? It's K-A-T-K-N-A-C-K-S. Catnacks. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Kate's crap. Cause Kate's that... crap would also work, but I like <laughs> Kate Nax myself. So, okay. So cat Catnacks. Catnacks. Catnacks is, uh, you also have a small section of children's books. Which I will help you, uh, to, to curate on a regular basis. They might might include my books. I don't know. Um, you're good with money. You're good with the public. This is a brilliant idea. There's a little abandoned uh, ex-antique store by the, uh, by, the, uh, uh, by the Jewel. And, you know, I think you do really well there. So there, I found your new job for you. Okay. You're it's, welcome. It's going to have like the Mohawk section. Yes. It's going to have... Dude, Northwestern students will eat that up. Like a travel section full of like, here's a gator head from Louisiana. Whatever you want, man. <laughs> Literally whatever you want. Though you say the, the gator head from Louisiana, I think of the Simpsons where like Marge sees the gator head with the sunglasses. Like, gator with sunglasses? Now I've seen everything. Yeah. I'm going to put a bench in there just so I can use my patty. Yes! Patty and you could even voice. inscribe on it your phrase. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, but aside from that, uh, uh, who who are you? Uh, well, I am Kate of Kate's Crap. Cat uh, next, but yes, uh, right. And uh, and I'm Betsy. Uh, you could also, by the way, name the store uh, Fuse Eight and Kate, which I think would be a great name for a store. Sure, it would be wonderful. Why not? It implies that I have something to do with it, which I don't. But that's <laughs> fine, except for the idea, which I'm saying is brilliant. And what do we do on the actual? Fuse eight and Kate, which is this in fact? We come podcast. up with business ideas. For yes, me. Uh, brilliant business ideas. I think you forgot the word brilliant in there, but yes, right. yes, brilliant. That's what brilliant, we do. But we do. But besides that, um, I think we also look at picture books. We talk about them. We do. We read them and rate them and re- we read and rate them and then forget them. Uh, you forget them. <laughs> yes, I can never forget any of them. So that is my curse uh, and your blessing. So there you go. Sweet. Yeah. Now you had challenged me since we've got President's Day coming up to come up with a President's Day book. Yes. And really, you know what? We did get some listeners who sent in some suggestions. Oh, that's um, nice. 
which was very kind of them. And you ignored all of them? <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, there is only one, one classic President's Day book that you can even think to come up with. And no one suggested this? Oddly, no, but I think it's so obvious they weren't even like seeing. It's like mm, when there's a fly mm-hmm. on your nose and you sure. can't see it because it's too oh, close yeah. to your eyeballs. It's like right in the middle there. This is considered this the fly on the nose of children's literature. Um, and I am going to say I was not able to find the original edition. I had to find the re- slightly revised edition. So apologies to those who are playing along at home. So you want to be president by Judith St. George. Illustrated by David Small. David, David, who now? David Small, why? I believe that's the same man who may have illustrated a lovely book by the name of uh, Long Road to the Circus by one of Betsy Bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice plug there. Yeah, it was very good. So this is the book, (laughs) as you can see from the shiny sticker in the lower left-hand corner, this is the book that got him the Caldecott Award. And your gonna read that book okay non-fiction for another week yay yay while kate does her read let's learn a little bit about this book but no let's not um let's actually learn a little bit about the author oh you said you didn't think i was gonna go that way you thought i was gonna say illustrator i wasn't i wasn't i was gonna go with author now the author was by the name of judith saint george and i never met her um, she passed away in 2015, I believe. And she's very interesting to me. And I'll, let me do, let me do a little rundown of her life and you'll, you'll sort of see why. So she was, uh, in, you know, young woman growing up, 1948. She went to Smith College. Uh, she had a wonderful time there. She, she wrote for the College Humor magazine, which was called Campus Cat, which kind of a door. Uh, she graduated in 1952. Later, she, she got married, she had kids, and she ended up living in the historic Longfellow House, which was an early headquarters for George Washington during the Revolutionary War. And, uh, and as she was there and she started learning things, she got very interested in her lifelong passion, which would be American history. So she wrote her first published children's book. And I gotta say, you know, guys, you can't always choose the title of your first children's book, but... Her first children's book was called, and this is amazing, Turncoat Winter Rebel Spring, which right there, it's a great title. And then she follows that up with The Girl with Spunk. Now, please bear in mind, and this is what's so fascinating, we're talking about the 70s here. She's writing nonfiction for kids in the 70s. That is not a common job. Uh, she proceeds to continue to write prolifically for the next three decades after that. And as you will soon learn, pretty much hit her peak when she wrote, So You Want to Be President, and it just happened to win a Caldecott. So how did that happen? We're going to find out. You're back! do 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 that's what you graduate to, right? You're doing the graduation song, oh, that's, right? That's pomp and circumstance. Yeah, you were doing pomp and circumstance, yeah. Wait, Mr. President, did you just walk in the room? <laughs> Your music was played, right? Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I read this book about presidents. Yeah, were there presidents in it? Sure were. Wow. Yeah. How many? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I don't know how many presidents we've had. We've, and also, it's not completely you know, up to date. There's Here's an interesting fact. We mm. Well, when this was written, mm. there had been 43 presidencies, but only 42 presidents. What? Yeah. Was there murder involved? Uh, no. No. That's, oh, that may make yeah, it's quite no, the opposite that make actually. All, yeah. <laughs> With the babies involved? I don't understand. I like the cover of this book though because it looks like Lincoln just told a really inappropriate joke and Roosevelt can't hold it t- together. The other two are like, "Hey, hey guys, what's so funny?" No, no. What's so funny? No, they heard it and George doesn't get it. He's got that <laughs> smile that on his face like when you hear the joke and you're like pretending you know what it is but you actually have no idea. I think it's more he didn't hear what was said but he's just going to smile and be like, "Okay. All right." I, w- I was the first, you know. Yeah. I was the first. Right. You opened the book and immediately I saw an illustration of Obama. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, this has been updated. This is not a 20-year-old book." Yes, it was up. So we're going to we're going to get all into that because it's a real question when it comes to that sh- a little metal on the cover so yes okay um so the title of this book is so you want to be president and i was like okay so the first page is gonna say first be a man with money (laughs) (laughs) do you own land are you white and male for the most part well there you yeah that is pretty much the bulk of the book uh, yeah. But they start off by saying there's good and bad things about being president. One of the good things is that the president lives in a big white house called the White House. And I'm like, uh, for I a think, while, I think some people would not necessarily consider that a good thing. Well, he, certainly when like Trump went through there, apparently he found a little dowdy. He well, was expecting more gold. Well, Melania hated being yeah. in the White House. Yeah. So not. I wouldn't necessarily say living in the White House is a good thing. I think for most people, finding yourself in a mansion that where you rule the world is not the worst thing in the world. Rule the world? Well, they think they do. <laughs> so then you turn the page and it talks about how the White House has a swimming pool and a bowling alley and a movie theater. And the illustration has Nixon bowling. And I was like... Wait, when was the bowling alley actually put into the White House? Oh, that's a good question. And I checked, and the bowling alley was added by Nixon in 1969. However, a previous bowling alley was in the West Wing, built for Truman in 1947, which had been moved to the old executive office building in 1955. So that is why David Small chose to illustrate Nixon bowling interesting even also, though the text he had has to... them talking about bush so yeah and that's the most <laughs> innocuous like thing you can say about nixon like oh yeah he, he sure liked bowling well he got yeah, he, he did get, he gets a strike and then he does the he uh, does the, the victory with the peace his... symbol yeah, yeah. yeah i will point out here that david small began his career as a political cartoonist oh. and so his true uh abilities come to the forefront mm-hmm you flip the page and it says the president has to be polite to everyone and I was like, Oh, this is definitely so pre older this is an older book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It says in parentheses, in theory. And then you just to get to page after page after page of white men. White men. <laughs> lots and lots of white men. Some of them without much hair. They talk about the president's names and where presidents lived and they Talk about the weights of different presidents. I did not know that James Madison was only a hundred pounds. James Madison was like five foot four. Yeah, he was, he a, was a tiny little man. I had no idea. Yeah, I heard that somewhere really recently. He was a little, little tiny man. I will say that this book does point out a lot of very interesting facts that I did not know about. Yeah, exactly. Though we all knew about William Howard Taft. Right. Yeah. 
this book is definitely out of date though because it says um it's talking about the youngest and the oldest presidents and it says ronald reagan was the oldest and that is not true oh no that is not true the second oldest was trump and the oldest is Biden. That's right. At We're just his, going up and up and up in age yeah, these days. At, yeah. at his inauguration, Biden was 78. Wow. They talk about uh, how some president's personalities are different and how yeah. McKinley was really nice and Harrison was really cold and Coolidge was very shy and Andrew Jackson... Was a jerk. He, he did lots of fighting and dueling and shooting and brawls. And then I just thought, I wonder what... If Andrew Jackson went up against Trump, what would that look like? Trump loved Jackson. Trump loved him. He had a big picture of him in the White House. But if Andrew Jackson did not like Trump, oh, what would punch happen? punch him in the jaw. <laughs> would, yeah, no question. I mean, I, I Jackson thought- actually served in wars. Now, I, should, I am not defending jackson he also continued fighting wars long after they had finished so yeah i don't like this part though because they talk about president's looks and uh and they say abraham lincoln was a homely man like i mean that's actually well recorded that's 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 what everyone has said about him he said it himself I think he. I mean, looks I always a, thought he was cute, but I think he looks a heck of a lot better than Warren Harding, which it says was a handsome man. I didn't think Warren Harding was that handsome. Take a look at picture of him. Take a look at Harding. And was see. Harding the one with like the super young girlfriend? I don't know. They. I, I swear he. That, is, that's yeah. that's something that I would like to bring up is that this book does not bring up any of the shall we say, less attractive features of our presidents. Oh, no. None of the... um... See previous statements about Andrew Jackson, and are there mentions of what he did to the native populations? Is there... No, there's not. No. No. Here are the presidents. You'll learn all about their problems later. We're just getting you down with their basics. We're just going to talk about the good things that they did. Reagan liked jelly beans. Right. That was mentioned when I was a kid, when he was president. It was like, what do you know about your president? He's super old and he likes jelly beans. No mention of uh, any presidents owning slaves. That's... Oh, no, 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 no. And that's a real... See, that's the thing. So this book comes out in, what, 2000? And I really feel like if this book had been written today, oh, there would be so many mentions of it. So many mentions. I would hope so. Yeah. Because it's definitely glaringly obvious that it is excluded from this book. Exactly. Um, but as I said, it, it does have a lot of interesting facts, and I do like the illustrations. When they talk about the president's um, pets, they do bring up Obama promised to give his daughters a dog if he was elected president, and he did. So again- Wow. They really, okay, they have, all right. I thought the only thing they updated with this text was where he enters in at the end. But they've updated the text here. That's fascinating. Okay. They talk about <laughs> how well of uh, dancers some presidents were. They say George Washington danced with every lady but his wife because she stayed at home at his inaugura- inaugural ball. And I'm just thinking, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> it was also very tall, as I recall. And, and then it says that Lincoln was... Um, <laughs> A very bad dancer, and he asked um, his future wife, I should like to dance with you the worst way. And she later said to a friend, he certainly did. Indeed. He sure <laughs> did. And then it talks about uh, the different sports that the presidents like to play. Like Obama liked to mix it up with one-on-one basketball games. And 
Um, Hayes played croquet and... This is definitely the part where they would mention Trump because did you know that he golfed for 307 days, almost a full year of his presidency? I I do know that. It was mentioned quite a bit uh, near the end of that there presidency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to which we say, good. The more time he was on the links, the less time he was doing bad stuff. (laughs) Go play that golf, says me. This is the page that I thought had the most... um, gaping holes was when they talk about jefferson because um, they say in his, what did i miss they, <laughs> they say that he was an expert on agriculture and geography mm-hmm. and in his spare time he built his own house mm-hmm. founded the university of virginia and whipped up the declaration of independence yeah okay yeah i invented the dumbwaiter they also failed to mention he had an affair with a enslaved teenage woman yes. and that he was involved in the slave who was trade his, who was his and, dead wife's half-sister and also supported the guillotine and the, there's lots of things that um this book is failing to mention jefferson's a whole thing i haven't seen a jefferson children's book in at least two years here and i would be very surprised to see one uh, anytime soon they briefly touch on vice presidents. Um, and I feel like if this was rewritten for right now, you would have to mention Kamala making her, making history. Yes. Yes, you would. This is the page that had me going, <laughs> what the hell? It, <laughs> it says... Mr. Lincoln does not approve of you. <laughs> one thing is certain. If you want to be president and stay president, be honest oh my god it has not aged well this one and then it to be fair he was kicked out after what the first term but still well yeah then they talk about clinton's impeachment Mm -hmm. and and he had two terms and then nixon didn't uh, nixon also have two terms with watergate but um definitely um would want to rewrite that (laughs) yeah because i don't think any president is honest (laughs) oh no no by no means but it's a it's a maybe more of a guidelines than a strict rule and this is where i got confused and then i had to go to the back to figure out what the heck um it says there they are a mixed bag of 43 presidents but obama was 44 so then i had to check and in the very fine print at the back of the book it says grover cleveland was both the 22nd and the 24th which is so weird yeah and terrifying in an era of trump i didn't know that yeah oh it's legal i am glad that the book says every president was different from every other and yet no woman has been president so when it looked like hillary could potentially become president many of us thought okay they're gonna have to update the book again which has not happened no no not yet not quite yet i do like in the back of the book with the back matter there's a page of um, illustrations and he says exactly which president he was illustrating on which particular page just oh, in nice. case you that's a good reference there yeah in case you couldn't understand what his illustrations were trying to depict and oh, then it also lists all the different presidents the years they were born um where they were born and facts about them mm-hmm. and uh yeah i thought that was pretty good back matter yeah it's two presidents behind at this point and i'm fine yes. with that i'm fine with that mentioning those those two presidents at the moment yeah um yeah so as i say this comes out in 2000 and then it's re-illustrated after obama is elected and so this was a real question is this book still a caldecott medal winner 
if the words and the art have been changed since the original publication. Is it the same book? I mean, obviously it's the same book in essence, but if you gave an award to a book and then they changed elements of it and updated elements of it, is it the same book? And I guess the answer is yes, because nobody has questioned it. Um, I I would wonder, I mean, I would honestly think like, yeah, you can definitely update it. You wouldn't necessarily put the metal on the updated version, but no, they definitely want to put that shiny metal on there. So yeah, it's a fascinating question. And uh, we'll see. I mean, they do occasionally update nonfiction children's books in some ways. So yeah, we go going to do? So as I say, this book comes out in 2000. And what's so interesting to me about this book is that it wins the Caldecott Award in January of 2001. But it kind of prefaces this wave we got of patriotic picture books that came after 9-11. So... I just find it very interesting. It was right on the cusp before that. It's got very much sort of a, like, USA, USA kind of feel to it. The New York Times praised it for being, quote, easy enough to read. Is that a compliment? Sure. Sure. Okay, we'll just assume that. The uh, The animated version uh, is narrated by Stockard Channing, who I should say also narrates the Ramona books and is brilliant at it. And uh, subsequently, it won a Carnegie Medal for the adaptation to film. There are sequels, uh, so you want to be an inventor, and so you want to be an explorer. I'm not entirely certain who illustrates those, but they are out there. And finally, in 2020, for possibly the first time in his long career, Chris Matthews. Good old good old Chris Matthews, the MSNBC host. Uh, he started a podcast. Would you like to know what he called his podcast? What? So you want to be president. <laughs> oh, Possibly nothing to do with this book. It just happened to be out there. Okay. Ratings time. Well, I love the illustrations, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see some changes made to this book. One, I want to see how David Small would illustrate Trump. Oh my gosh. And, and what he hated that man so much. And and what facts the book would mention about him. But mainly, I want the bad things about our presidents included in the book. Yeah. Um, I don't want that part of our history to be forgotten because while they did some great things for this country, we can't ignore or sugarcoat the horrible things that they did. Would I call this a classic? Uh, maybe as far as president books go, but I'm not going to like bust this out at bedtime to read to my non-existent child. So (laughs) take that non-existent (laughs) child denied your presidential knowledge. So I think until, uh, there's a female president, I'm not going to call this book a classic. So I gave it a 4.9. I like the fun facts. Um, I like the illustrations, but it has too many holes for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I don't, I mean, in terms of, I actually had the question that I wrote down, how has it aged? And yes, absolutely. The way that it is aged is it's a very sunny, cheery, it does show Nixon and Clinton walking away from the Lincoln Memorial for some reason with their heads bowed, like they feel ashamed, but... Because they weren't honest, Betsy. Because they weren't honest, exactly. Naughty, naughty. They weren't the only ones impeached, by the way. Apparently, what was it, Andrew Johnson? He just gets away scot-free, but sure. Um, But yeah, those two, oh, yes, no, shame, shame. Um, 
Well, and also you would have to include Trump, who was impeached twice. Well, but he wouldn't feel ashamed. So he, you could show those two guys walking, looking ashamed, and then you could have Trump just like striding onward without a care in the world. Um, yeah, it, it, simply it, what it boils down to is there is no mention of slavery, right? Yeah. It does not mention. It would be a perfect inclusion to say this many presidents owned slaves. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a very legitimate way to introduce the subject in some way doesn't even touch on it back in 2000 people were not paying attention to things like that when they should have been so um i love david small's art i am a bit very biased on that um but i do feel that some of his like really really brings to the forefront his talent for caricature um but also just illustration in general so i'm a right down the middle five so that is a teeny tiny pinky toe under the line. Under the line. Classic. Not a classic. Not a classic. Yeah. No. No, not a classic. Wah, wah, wah. All right. So uh, letters time. Um, this is the rare case of lots and lots and lots of people commenting on our last podcast, which we did uh, Somebody Loves You, Mr. Hatch by Eileen Spinelli. And... No one really had any questions for us, aside from uh, vague queries as to whether or not he works in a shoelace factory. Reader, he does work in a shoelace factory. Yep. People were really invested in that whole, doesn't he work in a shoelace factory? I think he works in a shoelace factory. We can confirm. That is where he works. <laughs> and yes. and he, uh, he would eat prunes for dessert. That was also oh. another question. People yeah. Like, oh, oh, that was mentioned in the yeah. book. Okay. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, I thought- Why is he eat like the things kids like? He should just be like popping capers in his mouth or something. Like just like only foods children loathe are what he likes to eat. <laughs> mm, like anchovies. Mm, I love anchovies. So I'm with you, Mr. Hatch, Gross. all the way. So good. Uh, grown up things we like. Uh, you go first. Okay. So the other day I met uh the parents of a friend of my child's. Right. So you know. Her, her parents uh, were there. I met them. And they told me a crazy story about a grocery store that had been in our town. And in this grocery store, there had been a gigantic, huge poster. Uh, it just said Giovanni. It was of an older man, very older, wearing a undershirt. Uh, you know, the old term was wife beater, but that's, that's not great. So Tank top. Tank top, right. A white tank top. Uh, with the with the hairs on the shoulders, and he's he's holding like a fugace, like a bread. Anyway, they they were selling the grocery store, and they were selling everything inside. And the dad was like, "I want that! I want Giovanni!" So it's in their home on the second floor, and they say his eyes follow you everywhere. And I I insisted that they send me a picture because I want to use this in a book someday, and they did. And it is uh, it is glorious, my friends. This is. This is the weirdest thing I've heard of in a very long time. So he's smiling. It's not a scary picture. Well, no, it's not a scary picture. And I kind of like how like the light is kind of like dappling his skin uh, as he holds the gigantic pieces of bread. It's just if you were going to have a gigantic picture of yourself blown up and put it in a store, wouldn't you put on a shirt? He has a shirt on. Well, he has a tank top on. It's 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 the beginning of a shirt. It just hasn't it hasn't fulfilled its shirtly duties <laughs> you yet. You just don't I'd like say. his hairy shoulders. That's all. Uh, I I I like his smiling eyes, and so <laughs> I will put these in the show notes, and you can all admire Giovanni yourself. Okay, wonderful. What's your thing? Um, I have finally jumped on the bandwagon, and I am now watching Game of Thrones. 
Ooh. I've never uh, seen it. Well, I before I started watching, I had only seen one episode, and it was the last episode when oh. it came out. <laughs> so, I think I had seen a bit of the last episode as well, actually. Yeah. So I, I knew at least like a couple people are going to live to the end. But I'm like starting from the beginning, and I will say, if you've never seen Game of Thrones... Watch it with someone who has, ah. because you kind of need them to explain to you what their name is, who they're related to, where they are in this gigantic world. Because if I didn't have the penguinologist there to help me, like... You could read the book. No. I'm it not. would take you like 10 years, Yeah, but you I'm could not read doing it. That. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm watching Game of Thrones for the first time. You, you're on the cusp of the trends, the hot trends. Yeah. I, what I, the kids are watching these I days. I read Harry Potter like... 20 years after the book came oh, out. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so just when it comes to like big fantasy series. You, yeah, you I just, just give it like, you, you know. Let it, you like a, like a fine wine. You yeah, let it, just, you let it settle. Yeah, and, for at least yes. a decade. Exactly. <laughs> just make sure it's got that staying power that you're hoping for. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. Well, I've got my hairy Italian man and you've got your bloody, bloody, bloody fantasy series. So. Well, I need something to watch on the plane because right. I'm going to Hawaii. Hence, we're taking a week off. Yay. So I need something to watch on the plane. <laughs> I okay. Well, that yeah. Just don't make sure there are any small children watching between your seats behind you. Hey, if they say. do, that's on them. <laughs> All right, that's great. <laughs> and uh, when you come back, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look and see what kind of books were coming out about 2002 because I have a feeling there are some fine fine books that we can finally do. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing which one we do next. All right. All right. And until that happens, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Keim, and our VPP, that stands for Very Portant Person, is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is the creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.